around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you. Welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We are so glad you've taken the time to join us. And you know, we pray over every one of these, and we believe, God, that whatever we say on here will be a plus in your life, that it will be something that will be to your advantage, and not only in information, but by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Last week, Terry and I were talking to you about the actual fire of the Holy Ghost. That was Brother Copeland's theme, and that is Eagle Mountain's theme for this year, is that it's the year of the Holy Ghost and fire. And we're believing, God, that whatever you hear in church and wherever you are, that the Spirit of God on the inside of you will rekindle the fire of the Spirit of God, and you'll be able to walk and do all the good things that God's called you to do. God's got a plan for every single day, every moment of your life. And I know that God wants to use all of us in these last days to, as I think Thessalonians and Hebrews both say, to warn and encourage and admonish one another daily, for the days are dark. You know, at Terry Mize Ministries on our website, we've got all the information of our scheduling of where Terry is going to be preaching. We've got all of the um, all of our product there as well. We've got all opportunity for you to leave a prayer request or a praise report. And then you can just take advantage of perusing through all of the information that's there, all of the testimonies. We had we put up some great information about our orphan giving during the holidays. All of that is right there on the website. So take advantage of that. Well, we've got good stuff to talk to you about today, and we believe the Holy Ghost is going to lead us, and we believe your ears and your heart will be receptive to the Word of God. So, darling, what would you like to share with the folks today? What's What's first on your thinking here to talk to the folks about? You mean me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes. Well, I tell you, my heart's full of lots of things to talk about. I was thinking about uh, earlier today about uh, the Holy Ghost and fire, and and uh, <clears throat> I had actually posted, or I thought I posted. I was just sitting here looking back through my Facebook while you were talking. I thought I had posted. Uh, obviously, I had a had a technological glitch, you know, having te- technical difficulties or something because I don't see it on my Facebook, but but a, a marvelous little 12-minute excerpt of one of John Osteen's oh. sermons back in the 80s. It was at Sam Houston Coliseum mm-hmm. in, in Houston. When he was doing the word explosions <clears throat> back then. And uh, Oral Roberts and Evelyn were sitting on the front row. Wow. Kenneth and Aretha Hagen were sitting on the front row. R.W. Shambach was sitting on the front row, my, my. and uh, he was preaching on the Holy Ghost and fire, and he was preaching <laughs> about about them that thirst, let them come. And right. he just started talking about thirsty people, thirsty people, thirsty people. And he said, you can always tell a thirsty person. You can tell a thirsty Baptist. You can tell a thirsty <laughs> Methodist. He said, they're going to come. He said, if they have to come all the way across the country, they're going to come. That's right. And uh, he just was going on about the Holy Ghost and fire. And, of course, you know how I love John Osteen and, and appreciate him and knew him since I was 15 years old and, and uh, just uh, such a father in the faith to me and a pastor to me. I never went to Lakewood Church, never lived in Houston, Texas, but he was he was certainly a pastor to me and would call me from time to time and, and I could call him anytime and just, just say, hey, I, I, I need an, an advice or I need a word or I need I need to bounce something off of you. And, and of course, I always have said he was the master 
uh, of the pulpit. He was That's a master right. of the platform. Absolutely. He could say more in 20 minutes than it, it, I could say in two hours. And uh, I just so enjoyed that little clip I was looking at today and thought I posted it. I will get it posted if you, go, you guys right. look on we my personal, see that. personal Facebook page. Uh, and I'll, I'll get it posted. And like I said, I thought I did. But, man, it just uh, stirred me up. And like you said last week at Brother Copeland's, uh, he said that the Lord spoke to him that 2018 was the year of Holy Ghost and fire. Right. And uh, I'm excited about that. I tell you, I, just watching Brother John today, I just thought, oh, the churches are so dead today. The churches mm-hmm. are just just how they were so alive back then and so right. hungry and so thirsty and so full of the Holy Ghost and fire. And now it's just, you know, the 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 the, 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 the non-denominational churches and the charismatic churches and the word, even the Word of Faith churches have gotten just like the Baptist churches and Methodist churches and so on and so forth. They want to be out by 12 o'clock. They don't want anything bothering them. You know, I've said for many years, Renee, that that the definition of revival is that when the Holy Ghost interrupts the church. That's right. And you know, the church doesn't seem to be, doesn't seem to want to be interrupted anymore. Uh, we've learned, we've learned, sadly, we've learned how to have church without the Holy Ghost. We've learned how to have church without God. You know, any, any, any church group of any kind of any tag right. of any brand right. knows how to start the service and have three fast songs, three slow songs, have some announcements, take up an offer and preach right. for 20 minutes and nothing happens and go home. I mean, we, you know, and, and try to try to beat everybody to the restaurant by 12. And in the old days, back in the 80s, and I'm talking about with Brother Osteen, back in those days, we laughed about uh, how all the denominational churches, the Baptist, Methodist, and everybody wanted to get out right. at 12 and get to the restaurant. But, you know, we'd go ahead and go to one or two. And right. then when we got to the restaurant, <laughs> uh, then there wouldn't be a crowd, wouldn't be That's a line. Right. That's but right. now we're just as bad as everybody else. Well, things need to change, and, and it's only that change by the Holy Ghost. I, I was looking at Jeremiah 32 and verse 17, where the Lord said, Alas, behold, and look at me over here. He said, There is nothing too hard or too wonderful for me. And then down in in verse 19, he says, Great, you're talking about the Lord, is great in counsel and mighty indeed. And, you know, none of those things are going to ever get done without the Holy Spirit. No, that's right. And if we don't have that inward uh, pulling, you know, just, just the scriptures that probably most of you would be familiar with is Mark 4.11, that the same Spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also quicken our mortal bodies. Then First John 4, 4, that the greater one, the Spirit of God, lives on us, and he is greater than the Spirit that lives in the world. Absolutely. And then Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, was led into the wilderness in Luke chapter 4, where he was to be tempted of the devil. And being full of the Holy Ghost determined his ability to win over temptation and over the discouragement that hell would try to bring just by those three statements Satan made to try to dwarf him into thinking he was just just a natural man. But it says in verse 1, Jesus went in full of the Holy Ghost. Verse 14, when he came out, it says the angels ministered to him and he was full of the Holy Ghost. Then along about verse 18, it says he went into the temple and he told him the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And he has anointed me. So Terry and I want to encourage you today and just remind you, you know, when like with Brother uh, Copeland, when he says this is the year of the Holy Ghost and fire, you know, you can tell the Holy Spirit wants to emphasize that this year. Don't look to the natural mind. Don't look to natural men, but look to the your personal inner presence of the Holy Spirit. Let him teach no, you, correct you, guide you, speak to you, give you wisdom comfort you 
All of those are attributes of the Holy Spirit. No, absolutely. Uh, uh, Thank God for the Holy Ghost. You know, thank God for thirsty people. I believe there's still some thirsty people around. I believe there's still well, some I thirsty do. people out there, I do and too. Some people that hunger and thirst after righteousness. And and uh, you know, Brother Osteen was there in that clip today. Was saying, was saying, uh, you know, there's Brother Shambach. You want to make, you want to see what's different with him and what makes him different from anybody else. It's the Holy Ghost. And there's Brother Hagen sitting there on the front row. And you want to know what's different about him? That's it's right. the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy and, Ghost. And, uh, you know, we, we used to understand that. And thank God, I, I believe I believe we're going to get back to understanding it. I don't know what's happened to to this uh, <clears throat> generation. I forget what we call them nowadays. or Gen know. Xers or XYZers <laughs> or, or well, I don't know what they are. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it, 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 it's something that I hunger for them to hunger. Right. You know, I thought, and you thought, when we were when we were young, we were trying to get the word of faith and trying to make it work and trying to understand it and trying to get into it. You know, we we just dug it out and made it work. Right. We were hungry. Right. We we thirsted yeah. after it. We we hungered after it. We went to all these meetings. And we dug it out and yeah. dug it out and dug it out and and then we assumed and hoped that our children would do the same thing. We hoped that this next generation would just. Uh, dig it out and be hungry for it and, and, and uh, dig it out like we did and go way past where we went. Right. But, you know, that just hasn't happened. I just haven't seen that in this new generation. I haven't seen the hunger. I haven't seen the thirst. I haven't seen the digging it out. Uh, I haven't seen uh, anybody wanting to press in and push in and, uh, and get that done. But, you know, that has to happen. That has to come. No, it has to come. And if this is going to be the year of the Holy Ghost and fire, well, then let it let, let her rip. Well, I agree totally, 100%. This might give you hope. I was telling you about an article well, I got yesterday. I've plenty of hope. I'm just <laughs> irritated at a bunch of folks. I found this article <clears throat> yesterday. I, I think it was on Breitbart News, but it was a very thorough study about, um, and, and, and you a, can look it up. That was a good study, yeah. Report about, it says, American religiosity growing more exceptional all the time. And they were saying that unlike all the other nations of the world, America has become so sold out uh, with Christians that pray, they say, several times a day and attend church. These are not Christians that are in mainstream denominational churches. They're talking about about Holy Ghost Christians. And they said they are so far ahead and surpassing all of the other religions of the world that unlike everybody else in the world, America is thriving with the exceptional religious uh, concept is that people that are closer to the Lord, people that talk about God, people that attend church and people that pray often. Well, that's just absolutely amazing news to me. I don't know where they all are. I don't know where they all live, but I'm believing God. There's a voice out there in the realm of the spirit that is calling things that be not as though they were. And we're going to see revival that, you know, like Elijah, he thought he was the only one. But God said to him, there's 7,000 that haven't bowed the knee. And this is what that report says. So if you can look it up, it's um, it was on Breitbart. No, and you can get it. It's I called read it a couple of times. American Religiosity Growing More Exceptional All the Time. And it is a, a very thorough study. No, absolutely. And I would encourage all of you, especially pastors and leaders, um, you know, know your generation, know where you live, know what God's trying to get you to do. Let's be bold. Let's be loud. Let's be emphatic. And then have some miracles, Terry, you know. 
Well, we have to. Yeah, we have to. The only thing that separates our God and all the false gods of the world is the fact that our God does miracles. He does miracles by the Holy Ghost. No God does miracles after after your sort, the Bible says. No God saves like you save. That's right. And uh, and I've proved that as a missionary for 50 years. 50 years around the world in third world missionary (laughs) evangelism. I've gone into places where they where they worship false gods, right. and uh, and there's no miracles, there's no healings, there's no there's nothing good going no. on. Mm-hmm. And I come in with the crusade and and declare that uh, the God of miracles is here, and that that right. uh, that uh, you can change your destiny, and uh, tonight your life can change, right. and and uh, you may come here blind, but you can go away from here seeing. You may come here being <laughs> carried here, but you can go away walking. That's right. And uh, the blind eyes open, deaf ears unstop, cripples walk, and devils are cast out. Right. And uh, miracles. I believe it was F. F. Bosworth that said about the about the year I was born, about 1950, mm-hmm. uh, said miracles are the dinner bell to the That's world. That's right. And uh, and I've proved that, Renee, over all That's these right. years. And you know, I used to have a lot of preachers and a lot of friends tell me, a lot of Christians tell me, saying, now, "Brother Terry, don't uh, uh, don't don't uh, be sure and don't pray for the sick until you've had the altar call. Make sure you get people saved before you pray for the sick. God doesn't want to heal anybody if they're not saved." And I've proved that wrong <laughs> over and over and over well, again. Dinner miracles are the yeah. dinner bell to the world. You start. You start having some miracles. God start popping right. some. God starts popping some blind eyes open, deaf ears unstopped, and doing right. some miracles, casting out some devils, right. and they'll come running, wanting to get saved. They'll come running and say, "Hey, I want this Jesus. I I want the Jesus Hallelujah. that opened those blind eyes. I want the Jesus that cast those devils out." And so we prove the exact opposite. The, din- the miracles are the dinner belt of the world, and they will attract people. That's In fact, right. the pre- preachers for decades have gone to all kind of conferences. Every generation, we have these big conferences saying. How can we attract the younger generation? How can we build the church? How can we get people in the church? And the answer has always been the same. Have the Holy Ghost in fire. Have the supernatural, and uh, people will come. If you just have the same old dead church as the 18 dead churches down the street, then then that's not going to draw people. But if you start having uh, miracles and start touching people's lives and changing people's lives and people getting their prayers answered with an alive God, a living God, a a Jesus of today, the, the Jesus that's the same yesterday, today and forever that he'll that he'll blind eyes on the shores of galilee and still heals blind eyes in podunk texas or or wherever missouri or or anywhere else around the world that attracts people the holy ghost in fire is going to make people thirsty and going to cause people to come i know with the you know with what you're saying there that the holy ghost begins to attract people and i've noticed here in america it seems to me this is not necessarily theology but it seems to me that there has been a vast dissatisfaction in America over politics. There's been a vast oh, dissatisfaction yes. among people in the church. And people just, I, I know when it happened to me. I had been in church all my life. I had gradu- worked my way through and graduated from a Pentecostal Bible school for three solid years, 15-hour uh, semesters, then working 40 hours a week to support myself then got married, had two babies, and I could not get my babies healed. My two little baby boys were sick all the time. And I began to hear about uh, this message called the Word of Faith message. And it created in me a dissatisfaction seeing that where I was was not working, that I had to find something that would get my babies healed. And it sent me on a personal search well, you were thirsty. Yeah, that's the thing. You were thirsty. You began to thirst You began for to more. thirst and hunger after right. there must be something else here. There's there must be, be something more. And I, you know, I appreciate my, God. I appreciate church. Right. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm glad to go to a good church. But there needs to be, there has to be something else. 
And in my, exactly. I mean, that, that describes it exactly. In my little 24, 25 year old mommy mind, <laughs> I've, I begin to think back over how could I, how could I possibly be serving God any more than I am? I've, I've, I've given my whole life to the <clears throat> kingdom of God. I'm living on the church property with my husband. I'm the, I'm the little assistant church secretary. I've got my baby over in the office every day. We're at the church working all the time. And, and then the religious folks would say, well, you know, God must be trying to teach you something or God must be trying right, to, sure. you know, you've done something God's not pleased with. And it set me on a search, Terry, to find, you know, scriptures. When you're saying thirsty, I always think about Isaiah 55, you know, ho, every man that thirsteth, (laughs) you know, let him come and buy and and get spiritual wine and milk without money, simply for the self-surrender that accepts being blessed by God that doesn't want you to be thirsty anymore, you know, and that began to help me as a young mother. I, I just was on a a search to find out why is if God's mad at me, how could he possibly be mad at me and take it out of my babies? That can't be the God that I've picked. No, I can't have picked the wrong God. That's just church mythology. Right. But I was thirsty. And like you said, Dean and I and you and Jackie, I mean, we get in the car and we didn't have any money hardly to get there and gas. And we sure didn't have any money for a hotel. No. And yet our thirst drove us. Yeah, but I, the the Holy Ghost will create that thirst. If he can just find somebody that's a little bit thirsty, then he'll begin to make you a lot thirsty. <laughs> and oh, question, you'll, you'll start questioning the status quo. Sure. You'll start questioning, why is where I am not working? How did I get in this mess? Well, and then that How thirst, did I get to that, this place and I'm, not, and I'm a Christian? And that thirst and that hunger makes you get in the Word, and then yeah, the Word does. creates faith. Right. And then all of a sudden you're having faith for stuff you didn't have faith for last week. Right, right. And, uh, and it just works that way. But it's just that complacency. That's the most dangerous the thing in thing. church. The it's assumption just that, complacency. that you got it all made. And okay, yeah. well, I'm saved, and I'm filled yeah. with the Holy Ghost, and I, I go to church, and I know all the songs, and you know I get my kids in church, yeah. and but but there's no hunger and thirst to push forward to get right. in that word, right. which will create faith, and faith is what we want. Faith right. is what makes things happen. I was I was just so frustrated, <clears throat> Terry, to well, be sure. as young as I was, to be as sold out as I was to God, well, sure, to be I living on the church property. I, I can and remember still... sitting in the church pew and saying, "There's got to be something more than this," and I was just a teenager at yeah. that point. And I wasn't mad at anybody. No, I wasn't either. upset with anybody. I just thought I've got to get my baby's heel. We're making thirty-two fifty a week here at this church, barely making our, you know, having any money for anything. You mean like thirty-two dollars? Thirty-two dollars and fifty cents a week. And and I'm trying to figure out how to feed my kids, pay any bills that we have, put gas in the car, and 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 buy groceries and do all of these things that we felt like we wanted to do for the Lord. And yet you had no access to resources. Your hands were tied because of a lack of information, a lack of faith. You didn't know if it was God's will or not God's will. And that thirst to find the answers to those simple little questions in my mind drove me into finding out in the word of God and it just, you know, I, I look at Philippians 2 so many times, Terry, where it says in verse 12, and especially if you'll read this in the Amplified Bible, it says, it says, try to work out your own salvation. The, the King James says, with fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. And yet the Amplified Bible says, with reverence, with awe, with trembling, with self-distrust. And I know that's the place I came to in God, with serious caution, 
tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ. I am me. I, I know it drove me to where I had my face in the carpet. I was begging God. And I, I know I, now I didn't need to beg God to right, heal the boys. Right, right. But it says here, this verse 13 says, not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while at work, effectually working in you, energizing and creating in you the power and the desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and delight. And that changed me when I realized that the Holy Ghost was going to work it all out on the inside of me. And I, I, got, I can remember time after time that I got on my face on the carpet begging God to show me, show me, show me how to get my babies healed. Show me how to have money in the bank. Show me how to give the offerings that I see other people give. Sure. And it, it, I hurt physically. Well, you thirsted. You, you yeah. were thirsting. You I've, were hungering. I, I physically hurt. I physically would, would be in pain and sure. groaning, you know, oh, sure. uh, before the Lord to just give me insight and wisdom. And thank the Lord he sent people along. He sent people along to, to show me specifically how to change my prayer life. Sure. Showed sure. me how to read the book of Proverbs and get some brains. Sure. <laughs> and then showed me how to, like like Paul told Timothy, you know, how to stir the gift of the Holy Ghost up that's on the exactly inside right. of you. That's exactly and right. And that's what we're counting on. Sure. Sure. Of course. Absolutely. You know, one time in uh, Guadalajara, Mexico, m- decades ago, you know, I told you that this is my 50 year in ministry. And so I'm yes. going to be talking through, through, the, through the whole year. I'm just going to be dropping some things here and there about those 50 years but but uh, back in the back in the 70s mm-hmm. in Guadalajara I uh, went out to a, a home some people had asked me some catholic people had asked me uh if I would come to their home and do a bible study oh that's and man I was having meetings all the time anyway and having right, miracles right, all the right. time anyway and here's one more meeting you know and they this said was in Guadalajara. they said would you come and yeah. I said oh I don't want to come but but I will yeah, you know right. and, and and so when I went uh, and begin to minister in their little old house, their yeah. little old house. Uh, wh- when I'd get there, Renee, they would they would uh, have a couple of guys take all the furniture out of the house and sit out in the yard. Oh my goodness! Just so there'd be more room in the right, house. Right. And uh, and then we'd cram people in that house. Sometimes we'd cram seventy people oh into this goodness. one little room. And and I don't mean sitting down. I mean stand up. All the furniture's gone, and <laughs> and they're standing up back to back. And wow. my back is touching the wall, and I've got my Bible right in front of me. And then the first person is about six inches past my Bible. Wow. I mean, I'm just I'm just talking into face to face, you know, my, my, uh, my. And, and about 70 people there. And and so uh, they would uh, after the service is all over and I'd pray for miracles and God would do miracles. I mean, blind eyes would open and deaf ears would stop and just oh, powerful things. would Thank happen. you, Lord. And uh, after uh, after we would uh, finish the service. And everybody's left. I've prayed for people. I've talked right. to people. I've visited right. people. They'd go carry all the furniture back in. And then the, the lady of the house would uh, say, now, Brother Terry, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to cook you something to eat. And I said, no, 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 don't, don't do that. And she said, no, no, you're going to eat. You're going to eat. She said, you're going to eat every time you come to my house. Every Tuesday night when you come, you're going to eat. <laughs> and I said, sister, I, I love you, and I appreciate you, and I appreciate you cooking for me. And I'll eat once in a while. But, you know, I can't eat every Tuesday night. I have my, I have my own house here in Guadalajara. I have my own yeah. family. I have my own right. wife and kids. And I'm not going to eat here every Tuesday night. And she said, yes, you are every Tuesday night. <laughs> And so uh, they'd carry the furniture in, and she'd cook. Well, and I'd sit there and eat. And this went on every Tuesday night. Sometimes I'd bring, you know, sometimes Jackie'd come with me, and sometimes kids come with me. Sometimes other friends would come with me. Sometimes I'd bring four or five people. But whoever I brought, yeah. after it was all said and done, and 
and uh, people were healed and blessed and saved and shake hands and go home, I'd carry the furniture in, and she'd cook. And well. she'd cook for however many people I had. And uh, and so one night, uh, and they'd send a, they had a they had a they had a bucket just a like a a metal bucket like a, a pail a pail like used to fetch water with. Mm-hmm. And they'd send the kids with that bucket down to the little grocery store on the corner, little tienda, and they'd have uh, they'd buy Coca Colas and and, and 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 bottles of of, of soda of pop, uh, carbonated drinks, you know, soft drinks, and uh, and then they'd bring them back and they'd buy six or eight or ten or whatever, and then serve those to us to to drink. And so one night we were sitting around the the table, and uh, we were eating one more time. And, uh, of course, I was eating, I think that night she fixed a, a plate called of verduras, which is just vegetables, and it looked like spinach. It wasn't spinach, but it looked like spinach. And then we'd just take it and put it in our tortilla and then hold our tortilla up to our mouth and eat it. You know, Mexico's the only country in the world where you eat your spoon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your tortilla is your spoon, and you right, just eat right. with that and use it as a utensil, and then you eat it. That's right. <laughs> and so we were sitting there and eating and eating, uh, so on and so on. And all of a sudden, the lady of the house began to cry. Oh, and she just broke down and began to cry right there at the table. And, you know, you don't know what to do with a crying woman. I don't know anybody in the world knows what to do with a crying woman. <laughs> and so you just sit there and just look stupid and act stupid. And, and yeah. I just sit there and, you know, just put my head, my hands on my plate and my, and my hands on my lap. And uh, sit there just kind of with my head down. And finally I said, uh, sister, uh, what is it? What is it? And, of course, she said the universal thing that you women say. Uh, around the world, when a man asks you what's wrong, you, women all over the world say nothing. <laughs> I don't know why y'all say that. I don't either. Because it, obviously it, something's wrong. Something's but, but wrong. Yeah. I don't care what country it is. They're going to say nothing. <laughs> and uh, and that just drives you bananas. But anyway, and so she said nothing. And I said, sister, what's wrong? And she said nothing. And I said, sister, tell me what's wrong so I can, mm-hmm. do I need to pray? Do I need to do something? What, what you know, have I, am I offending you? Is something wrong? And she just uh, started wiping tears. And she said, Brother Terry, she said, when we first asked you to come to our home, she said, uh, we missed many, many meals. Oh, my goodness. She said, we didn't have any food and we didn't have any money. And she said, and my, my children went to bed many, many nights with nothing to eat. And she said, it broke my heart as a mother to put them to bed with hungry tummies and crying babies. But she said, my babies went to bed many, many, many nights with nothing to eat. (laughs) And she said, and my husband uh, didn't have a job. He he sews sandals and makes uh, tries to make sandals, but he didn't have a job. It wasn't getting paid at that point. And she said, uh, he had one pair of pants of trousers. And she said, I had sewed those trousers over and over and over again because he'd rip them or he'd tear them or they'd come loose and I'd repair them. And she said, pretty soon the only, uh, I was just repairing the repairs because she said all that was holding them together was the new thread, you know, that I was sewing into them. And she said, uh, and we were a poor family. But she said, you know that since you've been coming to my home and eating in my house and I've been cooking for you, my and whoever you bring with you, I cook for them. That's so And I send to the grocery the store and get Cokes and orange, orange sodas and stuff right, like that, right. which is expensive. And she said, from that point, and she said, you've taught, us li- you've taught us living to give. You've taught us giving. You've taught us tithing. Now, it might be interesting to note right here that I never, ever, ever took an offering up for me. Uh, they they went to the Catholic Church, and I told them to give to the Catholic Church. I never told them to give to me. I never My told them to pay tithe Jared. to me. 
I said, you need to pay your tithes and just pay it at your Catholic church. And you need mm-hmm. to give offerings, just give it at your Catholic church. So I wasn't there for money. Right. You know, I wasn't trying to take money out of these. I, I wasn't there to add something or take something from them. I was there to add something to them. Sure. And so uh, she said, since you've been coming and teaching us this, she said, from that day, my children have never gone to bed hungry. Never once gone to bed hungry. Hallelujah. They've gone to bed with full bellies every night. And she said, plus every Tuesday Thank night, you, I feed Jesus. you and whoever you bring with you. And she said, and my husband has five new pair of pants and he's been, uh, he's working and he's got a, he's become a, a leader in our neighborhood. They had a whole neighborhood. Uh, I don't know what you call it uh, in those days, but like a whole neighborhood gathering group, you know? And uh, she said, he's become a leader in the neighborhood. He's the head of the neighborhood area. And, uh, and, and said, God has blessed us and blessed us and blessed wow. us just, and see, that's what the word, that's what that that's hunger, right. that's right. And that's what that third, they were so hungry that they'd take the furniture out of the house and have right. me come and then, and then feed me when they didn't have food and, and hear God prosper them right. and bless them. And, and that, that hunger begins to produce. No, it does. And it produces a hunger to get in the word. The word produces faith, faith works and produces anything you need. And I like it. Well, I do too. Our time is gone for today, but it's oh, so yeah, wonderful for time. people to realize that that's, that's what gets the attention of God when they brought the four men, you know, the lame man sure. born of four, sure. all through the word of God. People that would do desperate acts, things that they didn't, they didn't need anybody to laud them for. They just were going to go after God. Mm, absolutely. And uh, we want to encourage you to do that because that sure does seem to attract the Holy Ghost and miracles in your life. So we're going to have to go for today. Uh, God bless you all. Just remember to check us out at terrymize.com and then terrymizeministries.org. We are there for you. You can order any of the products that are there. Leave a prayer request, a testimony. Um, find our schedule. Terry's newsletter is there every month for you to read. And we just encourage all of you. Of course, we've got a ministry Facebook page as well. Yeah. As, as well as I've got two personal ones. You've yeah. got a personal one. Yeah. We can be gotten a hold of. Yeah, Plus, can, on our website, they can they can get our, our, our telephone number for. Right. Some people still use telephones. Yeah. You know, landlines. <laughs> and so they can actually call our office and talk, call to a, us. talk to a real person. Talk yeah. to Michael or talk to Hannah. And, uh, and order products or find out right. where we're going to be or give a prayer request. And, and when they get a prayer request in the office, wherever we're at, they just immediately send it to yeah, us. They we pray. Find we us. pray. And we you know, pray. We they, prayed in Mexico they, for people yes, last week, prayed yes, in yes. Samoa and New Zealand for people. That's just wherever right. we are and get a, get a, a prayer request, we go to prayer about it. And uh, we're excited about that. So you can find us yes. electronically. You can find us by the telephone. You can, exactly. uh, you can mail us letters, snail mail. And all that information is on the website. That's right. And and when you can't find us or you don't think we're doing our job or something, you know, you can always call on the Lord. Well, yeah, <laughs> you, you can, can always, always get, get hold of God. That's for sure. Well, anyway, God bless you today. We look forward to, to uh, hearing from you. And we'll be back here again at the same time with a brand new podcast next week. God bless you. And remember that we're always praying for you, love you, and believe that you are more than conquerors in Jesus' name. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.